Uh, good morning, everyone. Well, um, for the next few minutes, I would like like you guys to remain silent, please. Okay. So now we're gonna begin our flag ceremony. Color guard, attention. Audience, please rise up. Color guard, forward march. Color guard, halt. Color guard, post your colors. Please join me in the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Scouts, please join me in the Scout Law. A scout is trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. Okay, color guards, retreat. Color guards, forward march.
said. Amen. Amen. Please be seated, everyone. morning. Welcome to Scouts, all you Scouts, for Scout Sunday. If you were a Scout or are a Scout, a Scout family, a Scout parent, Boy Scout, Girl Scout, would you stand and let show these young men how many Scouts are among us? Thank you. So you see, Scouting is so important to us that we abide by this Sunday, which is the 112th anniversary of Scouting. And I told Dick earlier, he didn't look that old. <laughs> but you'll hear his story in a moment. Almost we're so <laughs> Almost that old. Almost that old. So today we're going to talk about God's law. Yeah, God's law, God's light, and God's love. And how all those things come together to teach us how to be God's children. So I'm really looking forward to sharing that with you. I'm so glad to see you all here this morning. I'll let... Richard, now get on to his announcements. Thank you. I'm Dick Baldwin. Uh, I'm the chair of the trustees, uh, which is the business part of the church, and uh, the scouting coordinator for all the scout units that we have. <clears throat> if you are, let's see, we, we did that. If you're a first-time guest, please let us know by filling out the blue card found in the pew pocket. Uh, they have a, f a few prayer cards also, which are the yellow card. If you have a prayer request, uh, you can fill that out. We put those either in the collection plate or in the uh, welcome center in the back, and uh, they will pray for those on tomorrow night. We have a few other announcements, the things that are happening here. Um, we have a women's walk to Emmaus on March the 2nd to the 5th. Uh, come as a pilgrim or sponsor one of our church women. Sign up now for a life-changing experience. Applications are at the desk or speak to Caroline Donnelly for more information. We also have Hazel May will be celebrating her 105th birthday and her daughter, Betty, is inviting everyone to celebrate this special day with Hazel. That'll be Saturday, March the 4th, 2 to 5 p.m. at their house, which will, that information will also be published. No gifts, please. Jesse has some announcements for the kids. Good morning. My name is Jesse Spina. I'm the Director of Christian Education here at Hello to Tells UMC. And if uh, Dick is in charge of all the business, I'm in charge of all the fun. I'm kidding. He's awesome and he's fun too. We are still hiring for our childcare staff. Um, we have a part-part-time position available. It's about 20 hours a week in our childcare team. We make sure our team feels like a family. And we want to expand that family and show God's love to the kiddos who come into our church every single week. If that sounds like something you might be interested in, um, there's a flyer out in the lobby with more information on it. Thank you. Our scripture reading comes from Deuteronomy, the 30th chapter, verses 15 through 20. And I read from the Revised Standard Version, updated edition. You can find uh, this reading in your pew Bible on page 185 and 186. 
See, I have set before you today life and prosperity, death and adversity. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I am commanding you today, by loving the Lord your God, walking in his ways and observing his commandments, decrees and ordinances, then you shall live and become numerous and the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away and you do not hear, but are led astray to bow down to other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall certainly perish. You shall not live long in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live loving the Lord your God, obeying him and holding fast to him for that means life to you and length of days so that you may live in the land that the Lord swore to give to your ancestors, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. The word of the Lord for the people of God. I'll read a prayer from, the, it's called the Scout's Prayer. If you join me in prayer. Lord, we thank you for this day. Help us to do our best every day and forgive us when we slip. Teach us to be kind to other people and to help them at all times. Bless our parents and teachers and leaders and all the members of scouting. <clears throat> Bless us, Lord, in your love for us. Help us to be a better scout and a better person. Let us do our best for you. Amen. Stand before 
worship for all of your work all of those who are heard and not heard every week we appreciate you at this time we want to invite any kiddos who are elementary aged and who would like to attend our children's worship program to join us we have spark worship in the building right next door where we have time for music we have updated versions new versions of old favorites um, we have a time of message where we're going to learn about God's love and action and we have a time for movement where we're going to do an activity to make sure that we remember our lesson throughout the week. Um, if that sounds like something you'd like to join with, you can exit out the back with us. And parents, we will make sure your children have a security wristband, just like the one on my wrist here. There is um, a child, an adult-sized one, with matching alphanumeric codes. So when you come to pick up your child in the middle building, we can make sure that they are going home with the person who brought them. Thank you. What we usually do is take just a few moments to go before God in the silence of our own hearts and minds, and we lift our prayers, and then we'll close with a prayer together, and that will be followed by the Lord's Prayer. If you don't know the Lord's Prayer, it will appear up on the screen by me. So let us go before our Lord and God in prayer. Lord, we are ever grateful that you have brought us together in worship today. 
We are thankful that you called us to be here. And we ask, O oh Lord, that you would open wide our hearts and minds that we might get a word from you today. Lord, we also struggle with the disasters in the world, especially in Syria and in Turkey. We pray for the people, for the victims of disaster. We pray for people who are victims of any violence, suffering or despair. Grant them shelter and solace, comfort and consolation, blessing and renewal. May a world of justice, righteousness, and mercy come swiftly to their aid. Grant them endurance to survive and strength to rebuild, faith to mourn, courage to heal, and devotion to each other. Heavenly God, hands of love and shelter, grant your people protection, your radiance, and your peace. All this we pray in Jesus' name as we now say the prayer that he taught his disciples, saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Psychology Today says, <coughs> excuse me, that six-year-olds love rules. <coughs> hate it when you get a frog in your throat. I have a frog. His name's Kermit. Anyway, six-year-old Psychology Today wrote an article that said six-year-olds love rules. They love rules because it prevents them from being anxious and they don't have to worry about what they should be doing. Left to their own devices, six-year-olds will often create their own games and extensive rules. They do that to be secure in an otherwise scary world. But most of us are not six years old, right? And we have grown past needing rules, right? I wonder if you are a rule maker, a rule follower, or a rule breaker. Yeah. That's what our musician said earlier today. Personally, I tend to think of rules, thank you, Lori Gancy, you're an angel. Personally, I tend to think of rules as kind of suggestions, right? And I would rather ask forgiveness than permission. It's true. What about you? Is that true for you too? So one day I remember I was driving along, minding my own business, when I was pulled over by a San Antonio police officer. I know, for nothing at all. He pulled behind me, I pulled into a parking spot, and he parked behind me like this, like I was gonna escape, I was a hardened criminal. And he came to my window and knocked and said, uh, can I see your license, please? And I said, yeah, what did I do wrong? I was probably more polite than that. Yeah, what did I do wrong? And he said, your registration is expired, ma'am. And I said, oh, well, I just got this car. I didn't even know. 
he said, tell it to the judge. <laughs> I swear he did. And so I thought, as soon as he said that to me, I thought, I think I'm going to tell it to the judge. I'm going to go to court. And so my daily appointed time and day was um, met, and I got to court, and it was in a regular courtroom in municipal court in San Antonio. And as I went to court and I sat down in the pews, I turned around and looked, and there were a bunch of lawbreakers there. I'm like, I'm not a lawbreaker. What am I doing here with all these lawbreakers? It's true. And so eventually he called my name, and I got to come forward, and he said, guilty or not guilty? And I said, guilty with a really good reason. And he, <laughs> and he said, do you have your registration completed? And I said, yes, sir, I do. He hit the gavel really hard and said, pay the bailiff. Next. I'm like, I didn't even get to give him my really good reason for breaking the law. Thank you, Georgette. He didn't listen at all. He showed no mercy and he showed no grace. Because you see, in a court of law, if you break the law, you're going to pay. Yes, and even in God's story, we see rules like in what Dick read for us, from us today from Deuteronomy. And he read the laws, and then he read the penalties for the laws. I wonder, are there other kinds of laws and rules found in Scripture that we might find today? Let's look together at Psalm 119, verses 1 through 8. If you look in your pew Bible, that's called the New Revised Standard Version. I am going to be reading from a version called the Passion Translation. It's a relatively new translation, but I love the language. So note some of the differences between the New Revised Standard and what I'll be reading from the Passion Version. Let us listen now for a word from God. You are only truly happy when you walk in total integrity walking in the light of God's word. What joy overwhelms everyone who keeps the ways of God, those who seek him as their heart's passion. They will never do what's wrong, but always choose the path of the Lord. God has prescribed the right way to live, obeying his laws with all our hearts. How I long for my life to bring you glory as I follow each and every one of your holy precepts then I'll never be ashamed. For I take from all your commandments, I will give you thanks from a heart of love and truth. And every time I learn more of your righteous judgments, I will be faithful to all your word revealed. So don't ever give up on me. The next reading comes from the gospel according to Matthew. And that's going to be chapter 5, verses 21 through 37, also in your pew Bible on page 880. I will again be reading from the version called the Passion Translation. Listen for a few nuances that are different. Here are the words from Jesus. You are familiar with the commitment, commandment taught to those of old. Do not murder or you will be judged. For I'm telling you, if you hold anger in your heart toward a fellow believer, you are subject to judgment. And whoever demeans and insults a fellow believer is answerable to the congregation. And whoever calls down curses upon a fellow believer is in danger of being sent to a fiery hell. So then, 
If you're presenting a gift before the altar and suddenly you remember a quarrel that you have had with a fellow believer, leave your gift there in front of the altar and go at once to apologize to the one who is offended. And then after, after you have reconciled, come to the altar and present your gift. It is always better to come to terms with the one who wants to sue you before you go to trial. Or you may be found guilty by the judge and he will hand you over to the officers who will throw you in prison. Believe me, you won't get out of prison until you paid the full amount. This is the word of God for the people of God. God. Interesting scriptures, I would say. Interesting because Deuteronomy is full on law, the law of God. Psalm presents to us the light of God. And Matthew shows us the love of God through Jesus Christ. And these all are rules for us. The rule of law, the rule of light, and the rule of love. The letter of the law originally came from the Torah, the Old Testament, and it contained 613 laws for behavior. It's divided into 248 positive laws and 365 negative laws. So the positive laws or commandments are things like what we're commanded to do. Believe in God, pray, keep the Sabbath. The negative commandments are things that we are commanded not to do, such as steal, murder, bear false witness. The Ten Commandments are distilled from those 613 laws of the Torah. They call it the Mosaic Law, where Moses came down from the hill with the tablets. Those are the Ten Commandments, and that's what most Christians know. But many, many, many of these laws are set for us as a standard for holiness. And they're used to teach what qualifies as sins and faults and shortcomings. They were meant to guide the people of Israel towards life because apparently these Israelites were a group of stiff-necked people, truly unruly people who needed strict guidelines to order their life and to honor God. See, laws were created for human beings to keep us in line, right? Most laws were created after somebody broke a commandment that hurt a human or hurt themselves or their community. And you can find some pretty strange laws in this 613 laws of the Torah, like men aren't supposed to use razors to shave their beard. Jerry, you're following that law because you haven't shaved. I'm telling you, some weird laws. If you're ever curious, go look up in the Torah, the 613 rules and commandments. But if you want to talk some crazy laws, let's just consider for a moment Texas law. There's some crazy laws on the book. You might be surprised to learn that you have broken one or two of these laws. Here are a few of the hundreds of ridiculous laws on our books. It is illegal to milk another person's cow. True story. The entire Encyclopedia Britannica collection is banned in Texas because it contains one book with a formula for making beer. (laughs) Don't get that Encyclopedia Britannica out, okay? And while we're on the subject of beer, it's illegal to take more than three sips of beer while standing in Texas. 
better be sitting down when you have your beer. There's also a law in the Texas Criminal Code that says criminals are required to give 24-hour notice before committing a crime. <laughs> it should be done either in writing or verbally. Either of those will get you off the hook. Any person who sits on the sidewalk in Galveston, Texas may be fined up to $500. True law. And if these laws aren't bad enough in Texas, just take a look at the tax code laws. It's enough for me to pull my hair out trying to consider all those various laws. They're so complicated. And even our scouts, well, they have laws too, designed to order in your lives and honor God. And the scout tries to live up to these laws every day. It's not easy to do, but they try. So if you know the scout laws, you heard them earlier, let's say them together. A scout is trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. Yay, they know this by heart. Now, Girl Scouts not to be outdone, sorry guys, they have laws too. And they say a pledge to serve God and country and help people at times, all times, and live by the Girl Scout law. Here's the Girl Scout law. I will do my best to be honest and fair, friendly and helpful, considerate and caring, courageous and strong, responsible for what I say and do, and respect myself and others, respect authority, use resources wisely, make the world a better place, and be a sister to every Girl Scout. These Scouts know their law, I'll tell you. They recite it at the opening of every meeting and here at church today. But just like the laws and commandments of the Bible, we may read them, we may recite them, we may say that we live by them, but are we really fulfilling the law? Now, I love the law of light found in Psalms. In, written by King David, these Psalms of light are perfect law, sure and pure and clean and truth. Light is often used as a way to describe God, and in Psalms, these, the word psalm actually means songs. And so these are songs that describe God's love for us and our love for God. Next week, some of us are going to be celebrating Valentine's Day. Anybody here? I just want to remind you, scouts, next week is Valentine's Day. And some of us, mothers and friends, are going to expect maybe some candy or flowers romantic words filled with hearts and butterflies, light and love. Yeah, it's true. Write it down. Because there's something about a good love story that speaks to our human soul. And whether it's something intrinsic in all of us, we just love love. Love feels nice. And love stories make us ponder our connection with God and with each other. We find God's love for us all around us. And in the Bible, we read where Jesus spoke to the people, and he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but have light of life. <sighs> Isn't love wonderful and light? 
Well, when we turn to chapter 5 in Matthew, we've got to make some sense of what Jesus said about the law. See, Jesus was comparing Mosaic law to the law of love. Jesus speaks about what we ought to do in fulfilling the commandments concerning anger, concerning other things in Matthew 5, like adultery, concerning divorce, concerning oaths, concerning retaliation, concerning love for our enemies. In all these verses, Jesus raises the old commandments to a new level. He's telling his disciples, he's telling us, not only obey the commandments, but go beyond them by getting rid of the feelings and the attitudes that might lead us to violate these commandments. Jesus was pushing us to go beyond the law by saying, some people say murder is bad, but I say if you think about murdering, it's bad. Some people say anger is bad, I say when you feel anger in your heart, it's very bad. See, these sayings were meant to show us that loving God and loving Jesus and loving others means to go beyond, beyond the 613 laws, beyond Mosaic law. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 17, Jesus says, If you think I've come to set aside the law of Moses or the writings of the prophets, you are mistaken. I have come to bring perfection to all that has been written. In Jesus' law, it is fulfilled and made perfect as he gives us a new rule. And Jesus gave us this rule to love God and to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. And essentially, to love beyond the law. Can you imagine what the world would be like if we loved beyond the law? Maybe we all need rules, right? Maybe it's our inner six-year-old that we're channeling and we desperately need to feel safe and secure and rules can help us feel safe and supported. However, it's a big H. Here's a problem with strictly following the rules, the letter of the law. No one can follow it completely. See, I'm a lawbreaker. I have duplicated keys that say do not duplicate. Sorry, John. When a pillow says, do not remove this tag by penalty of law, I have removed the tag. <laughs> I have. I regularly run yellow lights, seeing them more as a suggestion than a rule to slow down. And for most people, following the letter of the law is very hard, and it can be overwhelming. And to top it off, when you consider our natural sinful nature, it's just plain impossible, yet impossible for us, made possible by God through Jesus Christ. See, Jesus gave us this ultimate summary of his law of love when he said it boils down to those two things. You know them. The first thing is love God. Say it loud. Say it proud. Love. And the second thing is love others. That's it. Those are the rules that Christ gave us. And God knows if I try to strictly follow the letter of law, I will not do it. I cannot do it. And sometimes the law hurts you. I remember when I went to Bethlehem to the birthplace of Jesus. And we went into the large church, the grotto where they say Christ was born. 
And it's a big old church, half of it owned by the Roman Catholic Church, half of it owned by the Greek Orthodox Church. In order for you to see the grotto, you have got to go through the Greek Orthodox Church. And as we all lined up, it's a little room, and you light candles, and it's very crowded and kind of dark. A Greek Orthodox priest came through in his robe with a stick. And any time he saw someone breaking the law, he would whack them with the stick. We didn't even know we were breaking the law. No holding hands, strike one. No laughing in a holy place, strike two. No crossing your legs while you sit, strike three. Literally, a person could leave there black and blue and still be no closer to knowing the love of Jesus Christ. Oh, I wish that was not true, but it's so true. So many times we're following weird laws. If somebody came into church and their sleeves were open, when I went to the Hagia Sophia, women had to cover their head. If you didn't cover your head, you were not allowed in. There are rules which hurt people sometimes. Sometimes you go to church and you sit in somebody's pew. And they may ask you to get up and leave. Or how about if someone tried to help usher and they weren't on the usher team? Hello? And they were told to shut up and sit down. We got this handled. Laws can sometimes hurt us. Wouldn't you rather follow the law of love found in Jesus? Yes, I see a few of them. I don't know, I like laws. There are three ways that we can easily follow the rule of love. Three simple ways. First off is love God. It's true. If we learn anything from what Jesus said, it's this. God is the most important relationship we can have. And if we truly love God, it will impact how we worship and how we pray and how we care for other people. And this will guide us towards God's law of grace and love. Second thing, Jesus said to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. Love people. And there's a reason for that. Because Jesus knew if we loved other people, it would affect how we deal with them every single day. Think of all the ways the Bible describes love. 1 Corinthians 13 says love is patient, love is kind, love keeps no record of wrongs. The list goes on and on. Having love for people carries with us the spirit of love just as Jesus did. Third thing, rely upon the help of the Holy Spirit. If you want to embody the spirit of love, then you must allow the Holy Spirit to gain more and more room in you, both in your heart and in your actions, in you and through you. And as you do this, you're going to find that you'll be able to love God more and love people better. And this will keep you in God's spirit of love, not falling into the trap of the law of the letter, the letter of the law, which we rely on. I am so grateful that I have been saved by grace and that I will not be judged by God by the letter of the law or my ability to comply to the law because you already know I'm a lawbreaker. I've already told you. I'm a sinner saved by grace. What about you? Have you accepted Jesus' invitation of grace and forgiveness? See, Jesus made it possible for us to be made right with God and to live a radically changed life. He always led in love, even when he was in a tough, tough situation. 
even when people were dead wrong. Even when they drove nails through his wrist and pinned him to the cross that he did not deserve, he led with love. The primary command that he calls us to do the same is love God, love others. This is the rule of the law of love found in God's grace made possible through Jesus Christ. And for that, I am forever grateful. How about you? Amen? Amen. Amen. Dick, I'm going to invite you back up that you might lead us in our offering. As United Methodists, we pledge our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness. It takes money to carry out the mission of the United Methodist Church and the teaching of Christ. That's why I give. Today, we're especially mindful of the suffering in Turkey and Syria when on Monday, February the 6th, a powerful earthquake knocked down so many buildings and houses and hospitals in southeast Turkey and Syria. There was a great loss of life, and so many are in need of rescue and medical care for survivors. This is when the United Methodist Connection meets the deepest needs of those around the world through UMCOR. If you're called to give to reach out with your care and prayers and gifts, please know that with UMCOR, 100% of our giving goes directly to help with a global disaster. I saw yesterday on the news that a large portion of a city and all the buildings were destroyed with the exception of one large newer building and it's the home office of the Structural Engineering Society. Join me in our offering prayer. Holy God, we offer to you gifts from abundance you have provided us. We recognize that the offering that concerns you is more than what is in our wallets and purses, but what is in our hearts. You desire from us hearts that are a fit place for you to live and dwell. Help us to clear out long-held anger, resentments, prejudice, and hate. Help us to furnish our hearts with love, mercy, justice, compassion, and forgiveness so that they may, might be a place where you feel welcome and at home. Help us present this offering as well. In Jesus' name, we pray. The scouts will now, uh, are now bring the offering forward. Will you stand in body or spirit as we sing our song of praise, which we call the doxology. bless the giving of this gifts multiply their use in this community and in the world that we might serve you we ask for this in Jesus name amen I've certainly loved seeing the scouts 
and their willingness and eagerness to serve. Will you give the Scouts a big thank you for being here today? And just like at your Scout meetings every week where you give the, what the law is in the Scouts to help you remember, we say our mission statement every single week as we invite people to join our church, as we invite people to go out in the world, and this is our mission. This is what we say we're going to do when we leave worship every day and lead our lives in Christ. Will you say it with me? The mission of Lotus Hills United Methodist Church is to grow and nurture disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of our world, our community, and our world. We just changed it and added community, so forgive me when I flub that up. If you want to join our church, you can come forward during the singing of our final hymn. We leave this place, we leave going forth in the blessing of God through God's law, through God's light, and through God's love. So I send you forth into the world to be the law to be the light, and to be the love of God through Christ. As we invite the scouts now forward that we might retire the flags, I'll step out of your way. Color guard, forward march. Color guards, retrieve the colors. Color guards, retreat. Okay, everyone, thank you. Now let us sing our song of peace. <laughs>